Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I am your host, John June, and of course, I've got my guy, my co-host with me, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? What is good? Uh, man, week four, we got actually two games, you know, a little Monday night special uh, with the with the post postponement and then switch to the Monday night. Uh, maybe it could have been Tuesday night, but I'm glad we get to get get this game through. Uh, sad to see no cam, but it's all you know, it's all right. But I'm excited. Um, I'm excited about the week that just, you know, passed and and uh, everything that went on. Yeah, man, uh, if you don't know, I'm sure you do know by now, but uh, quarterback for the New England Patriots, Cam Newton. Uh, starting quarterback for the New England Patriots, he uh, was put on the COVID reserve list as he tested positive for the COVID nineteen. So um, you know that's obviously you know uh, a detriment to the Patriots. And, uh, well, you know you know negatively impacts the Patriots and and you know they're playing uh, their I guess their ability to win games going forward. Mm-hmm. See how long he that lasts, but hopefully Cam gets better sometime soon. Um, with, so with you know obviously with all that uh, you know COVID's gonna be <laughs> a hurdle. Uh, oh man! Obviously, in our, that, that Saturday night was rough. <laughs> yeah, I mean we had the Alvin Kamara scare as well with uh, a Saints player testing positive, or you know false positive test for a Saints uh, fullback Michael Burton. Uh, so that was uh, something to you know try to adjust for on Sunday morning, um, but. You know what? We're here. We, you know, made two it. games on Monday night. We made it. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you didn't have to go. Hopefully, you rostered some of these studs that we're going to cover today. Hopefully, you didn't have to go against any of them uh, or many <laughs> of them at all. But, um, you know, also going to cover the Jags, you know, the just the guys, the guys you were counting on. But basically, uh, could have you could have found better on the waiver wire. So, uh with that being said, let's jump into this week four recap. And of course, as as we do every uh, well, Mon- this is Monday for us. You guys will get this on Tuesday. But as we do on this week four recap, gonna get the injury breakdown. You're gonna get the the waiver wires. Uh, you know the guys you're looking to add on the waiver wire as well. So um, you know, let's just jump into these these top performances. Starting with the studs at the quarterback position, man. Dak Prescott, the number one quarterback. Uh, 38.28 fantasy points, uh, standard quarterback scoring, 41 for 58, 502 passing yards, uh, four passing touchdowns, one mm. interception, one fumble loss. Don't worry, though. Got it back for you. Two two two-point conversions converted in this game, 12 rushing yards. Greg, what do you think about this loaded stat line here by uh, – by Dak Prescott. Yeah, uh, this is this is deja vu. This is something we expect. 
Uh, this is, I mean, there's nothing really more you could say. The Cowboys are just gonna have no defense. They're gonna be in as high over unders. They're gonna be coming back every game. So you're gonna even go get those two point conversions in there. Uh, I feel bad for the whoever owns the Dallas kicker because you know it's it's bad because they're, they're you know gonna be taken away from all these uh, two point conversions that the Dallas Cowboys are gonna be doing because they're always in comeback mode. They were <laughs> they were down like. 35 points in the fourth quarter i'm like I, I don't, i'm not surprised if they don't come back and make it a game here so yeah, this is dak he's gonna be a top three quarterback every week with the the numbers and the yards he puts up yeah i mean hopefully if you are playing in, in one of these leagues with with the dallas cowboys kicker you get extra points for the onside kick attempts because uh, they're going to be attempting a lot of those uh, being in <laughs> comeback mode but dak prescott greg on pace for six thousand seven hundred and seven. 60 passing yards, Greg. Like this is this, this is crazy. Um, you know, the guy's, you know, been balling. He was your number three quarterback coming into the year. And this is, you know, hey, if I had known this Dallas Cowboys defense was going to be this bad, he would have been my number, number one, one quarterback. Yeah, number one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is absolutely what you want to see as, uh, you know, as somebody who's rostering Dak Prescott. But, you know, I just roll them out there every week, man. Why not? Somebody who, thank God, Greg was on this show to tell all you people out there to start him this week uh, and convinced me that he should be started uh, with all the things going on this week. Tom Brady, the Ooh. QB, two on the week. Uh, 33.46 fantasy points, Greg. 30 of 46, 369 yards, five touchdown passes. One pick six in this one, though, Greg. What did you make of this performance? He, did, he didn't even have Chris Godwin. Mike Evans was, was banged Playing up on one in leg, this man. game. <laughs> Playing on one leg. Uh, didn't even get the ball to Gronk. Like, no no LaShawn McCoy, no Leonard Fournette. Doesn't what matter. did you make of this performance by, by, by Tom Brady, the oldest player to throw five touchdown passes? Oh, man, T- Tom, terrific. Uh, I'm proud to say that now that he's not a Patriot. Uh, this is a good performance from him. Uh, you know, five touchdowns. It was a rough start, too. I, I didn't think he was going to be able to do that. Uh, the Chargers were just dominating his game, and then the Bucks just, you know, went into throwing mode. You Using my man Scotty Miller, Scotty Too Hottie, using, uh, you know, uh, Desha- um, K- Keyshawn Vaughn and everything. So he was uh, out there passing it to his people, uh, finding people in the red zone, and, yeah, this is a, g- a great performance by Tom. Yeah, man, found all the tight ends not named Gronk on the roster. <laughs> It was great. it was a great performance by Tom Brady here, uh, you know bouncing back from the pick six. You're right, man. I didn't think that he was gonna be able to get this thing done, but yeah, uh, you know I wanted a part of me wanted to see like is this it was the was was all the comebacks you know in New England was that Tom or was that Belichick? And I think you know we were getting our answer here with Belt with uh, Tom Brady coming back with these five you know five touchdown passes, man. Yeah, that was great to see. Uh, the, the QB three on the week, man. Teddy Bridgewater, man. Teddy. 27.24 points, 26 of 37, 276 passing yards, two touchdowns through the air, one interception, 32 rushing yards, and one smooth rushing touchdown, Ooh. Greg. What did you make of this performance by Teddy H2O underscore I forgot how he goes, but you know what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is definitely the surprise. Uh, you know, start of the week probably. If someone told me Teddy was Teddy Bridgewater was gonna be QB three, definitely would have laughed at you. Uh, yeah, 
up there with one of the best runs. Lamar Jackson's run, Sam Donner's run, and then Teddy's run is right up there as the, the scramble touchdowns of the week because he was uh, playing with the opponents on that run, you know, using the moves. Uh, you don't know, su- surprised to see from Teddy uh, getting into the end zone with three guys around him too, you know, showing the toughness. That's what's up, Teddy. Uh, I like this performance. Um, the Panthers surprised two and two right now. Joe Brady in this offense rolling. So uh, I haven't won as one of my, you know, waiver wide pod, this little sneak sneak preview. So. There you go. Hey man, <laughs> Teddy two Teddy two gloves man, uh, out gloves. there. <laughs> yeah man, he was showing the nimble feet, getting the ball to his uh, new number one receiver in Robbie Anderson. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Uh, cry, that's like that's like there's so many there's so many reasons to cry to shed those tears right there. Oh yeah, I bet um, so many. <laughs> But yeah, Teddy Teddy Bridgewater, man, he was balling out, especially for you, Greg. Right before I know, you know right before kickoff, we pulled off a little trade here in in the league of extraordinary people. Uh, you know, two court a super flex league here. You got Teddy Bridgewater right before kickoff and slid him into the starting lineup. Yeah, definitely, I had to slide him in there. Uh, I got you know Teddy Bridgewater, Rojo, uh, you know, and who else did I get in that trade? Dad, Brandon Ayuk. Oh, and Brand and Brandon Ayuk. That's right. It gave away Cam Newton. Uh, and DJ Shark, which also worked for you, and who also worked for you for winning that championship in the future. Because yeah, Cam is Cam is going to be there, and DJ Shark played the best game of the season so far. Yeah, man, it was almost I like I I was sitting there talking you know bad about DJ Shark. No, I know on, I know. on the preview, guy. and I <laughs> that's my guy. You know, I just it just it really even hurt for me to say those things. I guess maybe he needed he needed to hear him, uh, but you know. I, I stuck him in the lineup, but obviously we're gonna talk about him later. We're gonna talk about him later. I don't want to, you know, too much, oh, yeah, too yeah, much yeah, about yeah. DJ Shark. Show him his love. But the QB four in a week, you were talking about all these runs. Lamar Jackson said, "Remember my name. Remember me. I was the MVP. Stop talking bad about me. I didn't regress." Uh, he comes up as the QB four. Big trust. Uh, QB five. Josh Allen, man, that's a little low for you, dog. Uh, the QB, <laughs> the QB six. Justin Herbert. The QB seven, Sam Darnold. The QB eight, Matthew Stafford. The QB nine, Ryan Fitzpatrick. The QB ten, Kyler Murray. The QB eleven, Carson Wentz. And the QB twelve, uh, Gardner Minshew. Just mind you, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, and Brian Hoyer. We'll just say your name out of your respect. Out of respect, have not played yet. So this this list uh, could be updated uh, by the time you hear this episode. True, but true. Greg. What studs would you say uh, do you want to throw out as honorable mentions out here, man? Uh, or which, which which of these stud performances do you want to highlight at all? I mean, your stream all? of the week, uh, Fitzpatrick coming through as a QB1 with no touchdowns, which is very surprising. <laughs> uh, oh, did did run for one on the ground, though. Yep, yep, he did run for one. You're right, you're right. Without passing, but yeah, that, that that's true. That's two straight games with a rushing touchdown. Does, you, know, Pat, you know, Fitzpatrick got a little rushing floor. That's kind of cool. Hey, that's, uh, that's, that's nice. I like that. Uh, Matty Stafford is, is crazy. His success is really tied to Kenny Galladay. Like, that's awesome to see. So, if Kenny Galladay stays healthy, he should be a lockdown wide receiver one, and Stafford should be, you know, <laughs> up there as a QB one. So, I like that for sure. Um, yeah, it was good to see uh, those performances. Um, and, you know, Joey B and getting his first win as a, as a NFL quarterback. Yeah, man. I mean, d- didn't come through as my start of the week. He was middle of the pack. But your start of the week, he was he was borderline QB1, but oh, you know yeah. what? I think he'll get some QB1 performances going forward because Bill O'Brien. <laughs> free uh, Deshaun. You know, free Deshaun, hashtag free Deshaun. Uh, he's been freed. 
Bill O'Brien, head coach, general manager, uh, destroyer of the Houston Texans, was fired today uh, before we recorded this pod. So, um, you know, that's going to be something to monitor, uh, especially going forward. I mean, I, I roster a ton of Deshaun Watson in Dynasty League. So, like, this is actually exciting for me going forward, thinking, you know, they could potentially get, you know, Chiefs OC Eric Bieniemy over oh, there man. in Houston. You know, that would it would be really nice, you know. Uh, just Super imagine nice. if they could get a number one, if they could trade for a number one receiver like a DeAndre Hopkins. Like, <laughs> that would be really nice as well. So, you know, uh, just out here looking for my guy, Deshaun. But Russell Wilson, he is mortal at last. Did not finish as a QB1 this week. Just borderline uh, QB13 thus far this week. Um, but you know what? Let's just jump into this running backs, man. Because we got to talk about this guy, man. A guy who I don't even know why I had to go against him in five leagues. Craig. Oh man, it's because you talked too good about him. It's because you. I, you were, I, you I was. That's the thing I was gonna say, Greg. <laughs> you should have had to go against him in five leagues because you were the one talking so bad about him. You know, of course, we're talking about Joe Mixon, thirty nine point one fantasy points. That's mm. about. 32 more than Miles Gaskin got me this week. Mm. Uh, 25 of 151, two touchdowns, six car- uh, six receptions for 30 yards, and another touchdown reception. Greg, what do you have to say about Mr. Joe Mixon here? And his 39.1 and, and half point PPR for a running back. That's insane. That's that's a really good stat line. Uh, man, it, it was dope. Yeah, he took away Joe Burrow's basically touchdowns because every time they gave it to him right outside the red zone or yeah, he was making big plays, Joe Mixon was unstoppable. Uh, this is definitely a great sign. Um, you know, we expected the top 15 performance, but this is this is RB1 top five performance right here. And with this offense continuing to roll, I don't see, you know, why he, you know, he has that RB1 value to lock it in. Yeah, man. Uh Again, man, I've you know I you know we talked about it earlier today. Like I I've loved I love the the talent of Joe Mixon. Yep. Uh, I I always felt that he was uh, in his draft class coming out. I don't even remember who's in that class anymore. Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin uh, Cook was in that one too. Dalvin yeah. Cook was in that draft mm-hmm. class. Leonard Fournette. I always felt at that time that he was the you know that he was the best back in that class. Obviously, you know had had some issues with coming out of college and whatnot, but. I thought that the talent was reminding me a bit of Le'Veon Bell at the time, and so uh, in terms of a you know a big back because Joe Mixon is big man, he's like six one two thirty, but he's got explosive speed four four speed. He can catch the ball, so uh, to finally see the usage here, you know thirty one touches for Mister Joe Mixon here, thirty one touches uh, for Joe Mixon. That was great to see. Yeah, and they won the and game. So I mean, they won the game using him like that. That's that's good signs for continuing to his usage. Yeah, and and now they've got Baltimore coming up. So obviously everyone's a little nervous. Uh, but you know he 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 ripped up Baltimore last year. I think one of those big games that Joe Mixon had came against Baltimore last year. And Greg, we'll just leave leave the people off with this one. Currently in half point PPR leagues, Joe Mixon is the RB eight. So. <laughs> After three average games, just went right back, back up to the RBA, just like that. Hey, man, we both trusted it, man. Our yeah. Top fifteen. <laughs> yep, there you go. <laughs> um, all right. So moving on to the RB two. This guy, Woo! you know, every week, man, he's just gonna be the, the most RB2, underrated all running back in fan fan football, man. I tell you, this is it. Right, Dalvin Cook. This man. is it, man. He's mm-hmm. underappreciated. Dalvin Cook. 
uh, 27.6 fantasy points, 27 carries, 130 yards, two rushing touchdowns, two carry or two receptions for 16 yards. He, you know what? He got vultured for a third because he was shaken up on the play right before <laughs> where he got he got the he got Minnesota down into uh, the red zone. And he got shaken up, and so they took they you know they took him off, put Alexander Madison in, and Alexander Madison steals the touchdown. So he could have had a third. But could've. Greg, what did you make of Dalvin Cook going off in this uh, Minnesota win here? Yeah, for I, the Minnesota Vikings. I just yeah, I really believe he's one of the most underrated players in football, and definitely the most underrated running back in football. This man is just so. Good. He like twenty five carries, one hundred and twenty yards, and two touchdowns. It's like what he is right now, and that's crazy to think of. Uh, so consistent. Um, that this is this is beautiful to see. He runs this Vikings offense runs through him, uh, and I can't see why it shouldn't continue to run through him because he's so effective at doing it. It keeps Minnesota in games, and uh, you know they're able to 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 do what they got to do and win win this one. Yeah, man. I mean, Dalvin Cook. I mean, I, Dalvin Cook to me. I think I think people. Um, at least in the fantasy community, don't see him as a top option because mm-hmm. of the injury risk that he's had in his career, you know. But, you know, if you got Dalvin Cook at four or five, you know, or six even because people were sleeping on him because of his injuries and whatnot, you got to steal. Um, I mean, through through four weeks, he and Alvin Kamara are the only running backs to uh, have three plus Three twenty-point outings, mm. and yeah. half-point PPR scoring. So, um, you know they've done that three out of four times, and then you know each one of them. I mean, Alvin Kamara nineteen point four in the first week that he didn't do that. That was this week, and then uh, Dalvin Cook he did that in week two, and it was sixteen point one. So these guys have both been you know basically money for you as the RB one and RB two so far this week. Yeah, man, I'm gonna just keep starting, keep having someone else as my running back start a week, so you you could take him and snipe me, and then I could just take Dalvin Cook and Fanduel every week, basically. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Pivot. I mean, I guess, I guess, yeah. You know, maybe I'll just start taking Dalvin Cook first. Yeah, time. yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. Moving on to the RB three on the week, that would be Melvin Gordon. Played in Thursday Night Football, twenty four point eight fantasy points, twenty three carries, one hundred seven yards, two touchdowns, two catches for eleven yards. Greg, I know we talked about Melvin Gordon, but what do you think about him and his 43-yard touchdown run that basically helped fantasy owners <laughs> a ton? Well, we, yeah, we know this is what you know. Maybe a little salty. <laughs> Definitely a volume-dependent uh, high, high in RB2. Uh, Philip Lindsay, you know, it's going to continue to be banged up. Um, they're going to depend on him with the, uh, being banged up at quarterback, and I think even when Drew Locke comes back, uh, he'll definitely, you know, get close to 20 carries a game, and that's uh, something that would be great to see for – for Melvin Gordon uh, and some something like that, I think if you want, uh, it's be good kind of get him at a highest price, sell high a guy that you can probably get back some some good depth. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good idea. I mean, you could you know go trade Melvin Gordon. Uh, you know, I don't I don't even know what you would trade for at this point. But true, I mean, uh, there are a lot of trade? injuries that were RB two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, would you? Trade Melvin Gordon for oh man who who who's hmm. a who's a guy that would you trade Melvin Gordon for Jonathan Taylor or or Miles Sanders? Yeah, I think so. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I, I would too. get him out I there. I trade him for a Miles Sanders. Probably yep. straight up, right? Yeah, most definitely. Yep. Straight up. Go get them. Uh, uh, yeah. Would, I would you trade them for pretty, Josh pretty Jacobs? Um, hmm, I think, yeah, I, think I still think I'm still buying on Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I would still. I would trade Marvin Gordon and see if I get Josh Jacobs as well. Yeah, I think I would do that as yep. well. I mean, so, you know, the same, the upside is just the same with those two. And then, uh, I mean, the the floor is just the same with those two, I feel like. Right. And the upside is greater with Josh Jacobs. Um, all right, moving on. The t- rounding out the top 12 running backs. RB4, Chris Carson. At five, we had Antonio Gibson. At six, Latavius Murray. Seven, Mike, Mike Davis. Eight, Alvin Kamara. Nine, Jarek McKinnon. 10, Kareem Hunt, 11, Zeke Elliott, and 12, Devin Singletary. Greg, which of these guys, you know, stud performances stuck out to you and maybe some honorable mentions that you might have at the position? Uh, I think another guy, I mean, Antonio Gibson, I think maybe I would go trade him for him. Uh, that, that, that'd be nice. Oh, yeah. uh, definitely honorable yeah. mention there. Uh, he's, I think he's finally baked to the, the, the completest oven. Um, you can you can take him out and let him start cooking because Antonio Gibson, this is his backfield. You know, this is probably expected when we got the news uh, about uh, the Redskins, I mean, the Washington football backfield um, with uh, Darius guys being hurt. So Antonio Gibson filling into this role could be a very strong RB2 going forward. Yeah, man. I mean, finally got used in the past game a little bit, had seven targets through the first three games, had five targets in this game. So, you know, it's great to see that. And he actually, you know, had a great receiving play uh, on on one of those targets. So, you know, hopefully we get to see more more of that going mm-hmm. forward. Um, you know, and then obviously we know, we know we know what he's capable of. We just need to see more volume from yep. from him. Based, and that's that's really it with Antonio Gibson. But I think you're totally right. Um, you know, he's he's done bacon, man. Yeah, you, know, you can pull him out. Bacon. You can pull him out the oven. <laughs> uh, you don't need you don't need to cool him off. You just just stick him in there, man, and, yep. and, and let him let him rock and roll. Um, other positive performances. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna obviously talk about the injury news, but Kareem Hunt, man, he's got to be like, oh yeah, he's got to be like a, a a top ten, top five guy potentially. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right? This I mean, is you know the Chiefs twenty seventeen. He was, uh, you know, a RB one bona fide, getting 13, over thirteen hundred total yards and stuff. So, this is yeah, something actually thirteen hundred rush yards. So, yeah, this is a guy. He's gonna be out there and you know leading this backfield with close to twenty touches. Yeah, definitely gotta like that. And then uh, Mike Davis, man. I mean, this is two weeks in a row now. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Is Christian McCaffrey gonna get his job back? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean no, I'm, I'm being I'm I'm being facetious here, but you know they're they're uh, they're two they're two and two now. They've won two straight games. Yep. Um, Mike Davis actually he he looks good. Yeah. <laughs> you know this is nah, he, looks he actually looks he looks good out there, uh, making people miss. You know, running through people. He's you know he he actually does look good. So, uh, you know, back to back eight. Uh, is it back to back eight catch games? Or he had back-to-back eight catch games previously, but he had another uh, seven or eight catches this week. Yeah, well, I know so, he had the nine in the first in relief, and then yeah, he definitely got a, close to that number last week. So yeah, he he's a he's a locked in like high end upside flex, but oh, safe, five safe five catches two. in this game. So oh yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's been killing. I mean, where are you yeah. at with Mike Davis, though? I mean, because obviously we know there's an expiration date yep. On, yep. This, on this usage. Is he somebody that you're trying to offload maybe to the McCaffrey manager? Or are you like... You know, are you just gonna ride it out until his flame, until I think if, his flame cools off? Yeah, I think if you have him, so I was offered him in a league. I I'm not think I'm in the buying mode for him. I mean, but if you have him, I would definitely try to get him to to sell him to the Christian McCaffrey owner sooner, maybe sooner than later. That is that timing is probably not as important. But if you're gonna try to trade him to another team that doesn't have McCaffrey, uh, yeah, definitely sooner than later because. That other the owner the, those roster people are gonna think uh this you know shelf life is pretty short so uh especially probably zero and three team too or own four team you can go get that needs wins probably go give it to them. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah if you're if you're an, if you're there if they're a winless team or they're desperate they may yeah. you know bye weeks coming up I know Detroit and Green Bay uh, both have bye weeks coming up so. You oh, know, or the Eckler somebody, and Chubb GM too, or Eckler and Chubb managers could yeah. potentially need help. Yep. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I would try to sell him first, and not for anything. I mean, obviously, you got to be smart. I mean, mm-hmm. if you have a bunch of running back depth, right? Because there were there were two types of people that picked up Mike Davis off waivers. There were the people that picked him up because they needed him, like whether they were the Christian McCaffrey manager or. They lost Saquon Barkley that week, mm-hmm. or you know there was a, a variety of you know, or maybe they just didn't have running back depth and they needed they needed Mike Davis, or there were the people that, well, I'll put a claim in for him because he's there, but if I get him, then I guess I have him. Yeah, right? and <laughs> those people are the ones that need to trade him for yep. for anything. Yeah, right? the people that the people that needed him, maybe you still need him. While you try to figure out the rest of your roster, or while a guy like an Antonio Gibson uh, was is done baking on your bench, um, but you know you got to try to figure out. You know that timing is only important, in, or that timing is relative to how your roster, what the current situation of your roster is in your team. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, anything else here at the running back position? Um, I mean, another uh, oh, honorable mention. Ronald Jones looked good. Yeah, Ronald um, Jones did look as a rusher. He looked great as a rusher. As, <laughs> as a runner, yeah. As a pass catcher, not so much. Three drops. Um, was tough. Yeah, that was tough. Uh, Dearness Johnson, who I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later, mm-hmm. um, for the Browns looked looked very good as well. Um, Jags, we didn't even talk about Jags at the quarterback position. I mean, there was really just two for me. Yeah. Uh, Jared Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk yeah. Cousins fell victim to Dalvin Cook, so I. I can't even really blame him for that one. When Dalvin Cook and, and Alexander Madison combined for three rushing touchdowns, Kirk Cousins' day is not going to be too great. No, it's um, not. And then Jared Goff completely just face-planted this week against the yeah. Giants. So. Yep. But the Giants, like we've been saying, man, they're, they're a better defense than I think people are giving them credit for. Yeah, their secondary is playing better. Bradbury is stepping up as a you know a, a good top corner. Um, yeah, their linebackers are just everywhere. They're 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 flame. They're swarming everywhere. Yeah, man. So um, the Jags at the running back position, man. I think there is one Jag that I think I'm willing. <laughs> I have to hit the panic button on, man, because for three weeks I've been like. 
nah, stay strong, stay strong, stay strong. Uh, this is not a tilt now. This is this is a reaction to what what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. And w- Kenyon Drake, what the heck is going on with Kenyon Drake? Didn't he get hurt though? Was it an he did? There was there was a he got the with the wind knocked out of him apparently. So okay. it wasn't it wasn't anything to be concerned about. But only thirteen carries, thirty five yeah. yards for the production that he had. The thirteen carries, yeah, thirty five yards. That's that's not good at all. That was not great. I mean, basically, not, none of it has been good for Kenyon Drake through, no. through four weeks. And they're, and they're, like, in prime matchups, too. It's not like he's playing tough defenses. Uh, it's not like the offense is, you know, struggling to score, really. I mean, yeah, they're just – he's not finding it right now. Yeah, I mean, 72 touches over the last four weeks. They get to play the Jets this week. So, uh, I mean <laughs> – I mean, but we were sitting here saying for two weeks now, oh, Detroit's the get right spot. Right. Well, you know what? It's got to be Carolina. Carolina. Carolina's the get right, the get right. right spot. Are we like fool me once, shame on you? Fool me twice, shame on me? Right? Are, like, are we gonna get fooled a third time here, Greg? What are we doing with Kenyon Drake? I mean, you're not benching him for like a a Chase Edmonds. Uh, I mean, I'll... no, you can't do that. That's yeah. the worst. Like right in my opinion cuz Chase Edmonds production is coming off touchdowns, so it's not even like you can point to him and say, "Well, he's just getting more touches and being more efficient, right. you know, getting right. more yardage with his touches." It's just like, "No, he's converting those into touchdowns." Yeah. I mean, but yeah. would you would you start Mike, I mean, okay, would you start Mike Davis over Kenyon Drake? Yes. And the week with the week coming up, yeah, I probably would. Yes. Would you start Antonio Gibson over Kenyon Drake? Yes, I and I probably start even Joshua Kelly over Kenyon Drake too. I don't know if I would go that far, just because Joshua. I mean, I know Austin Eckler's hurt, but Justin Jackson did come back into this game. Mm. Joshua Kelly did not play well at all on Sunday. Um. So I don't. I wouldn't go that far with Joshua Kelly, but it is a point. I am at a point now, and I've been I've been steadfast in my support of Kenyon Drake. You have, you have. I mean, the picture is still coming with him smiling. That he, you know, he'll still take you to a fantasy championship, but it don't look like that now. He probably took you out of fantasy championships or any possibility of that. <laughs> yeah, I think we're at a point right now where if you have Kenyon Drake, I think you just have to hold him because you can't sell him. If you sell him, you're selling low. Yeah, you're selling super low. Yeah, you're selling super low. Um, you know the sit. You yeah, it would be very tough to buy into a Kenyan Drake. Like anything that you would do wouldn't even be. You know, you'd be taking you'd be taking a gamble, right? Like I could say, oh, go trade Kenyan Drake for like Devin Singletary, but that's only if you know that Zach Moss isn't going to be a factor for the rest of the year. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's more of a whole situation now. He's probably, yeah, you're 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 having conversations about him as a flex now, basically. Yeah, you have to, you have to, you know, I mean, like like we've been saying, if you have, you know, you're gonna have to assess who's on your roster and whether they're in a better matchup. But I mean, could you could you really see a scenario where you bench him this week though against the Jets? Like, no, I just too many too many opportunity. Yeah, I'll take that back about Joshua Kelly. It's too many opportunity for him uh, as far as touches. And in an offense that is still pretty good, I mean, they're able to get down the field. They still score 21 points. Um, I, yeah, I, I can't see myself benching him. But at at the very least, I think he's a flex. 
Yeah, I, th- I think he is a flex. He's not like a you know a must start RB one or RB two anymore. Yeah. he's, he's got to be looked at as a, as a flex going going forward. But, yep. Um. All right. Some other some other Jags this week. Daryl Henderson, man. Like. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, one. Sean McVay just lied to us. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. He did. He really did. Not- we tra- we trusted and trusted and we trusted it, <laughs> and we we got fooled again. <laughs> Malcolm Brown still, you know, ended up with more touches than him. Got nine carries. Got the five. Got the five receptions. Got more targets than him. So, yeah. Maybe, maybe Sean McVay listens to this show and is then just trying to troll us. He could just based on what we think, <laughs> right? Like that's the that's the only logical explanation for what would possibly be like why this would happen to us every time with Sean McVay, other than the fact that he's a liar. Um, other Jags on this list, uh, Jonathan Taylor, man. People are concerned out there uh, about Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you know, 15 touches in week one, obviously, but then he had the 28-touch the explosion in week two. And then the last two weeks, uh, 14, and in the, in the previous game, 18. Uh, 8.9 fantasy points. Uh, sorry, uh, 8.4 fantasy points in a half-point PPR league. Uh, uh, yeah, are I'm you not con- are you too worried? Concerned about Jonathan Taylor at all? Yeah, I'm not as worried. Uh, I'm worried that the the Colts' offense as a whole doesn't seem to be you know one that's going to score many points. But I think he's still going to dominate touches at least the carries. He'll still get close to 20 carries a game. Um, they, I mean they they definitely want to run the ball first. Uh. I'm all for any pass catcher on this offense, but I'm still a believer in JT as a, a fringe RB1. Yeah, I think the the problem here with with the with well just the Colts offense in general yeah. is that their defense is just so dominant. It's so good. That, that they don't even have to try. I mean, <laughs> they like they I know the score of this game was 19-11, but it was at one point it was 16 to 3. Uh, this game was, you know, pretty much non-competitive for the most of it. For most of it, and I think Jonathan Taylor, you know, I think this team it's clear how they feel about Jonathan Taylor, and it's clear that, you know, they look at him as, if you know, if they're gonna, if they're gonna make the playoffs, which I, I'm predicting that they do, that if they have any intention of going far in the playoffs, it's because they they rode Jonathan Taylor. So. Um, Maybe they're trying to protect him for a long season, um, but you know it's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, I think touchdowns no. will come because yeah, you talk about the dom the dominating defense that should put him in favorable field position a lot of times. So mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. should be able to get some touchdowns, which will make him you know that RB one we want. Yeah, I mean he scored each of the last two weeks. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not I'm not overly concerned about Jonathan Taylor. Um, other guys that maybe we should be concerned about, I don't know. Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, are you concerned about either one of these guys and their usage going forward? Um, maybe a little more. I, I think I'm not as upset about Miles Sanders. I think just think you know Doug Peterson just needs to give him the ball. Like 
It's that simple. <laughs> uh, it, you know, there's no reason why this man should be getting 25 touches a game, receiving carries, because there's no one else on the field. Greg Ward should be getting the pass catching in Ertz and just run it through Miles Sanders in the in the ground game. It's, it should be pretty simple, um, you know, and for them to be able to to win games. So um, I think it's hard, it's, it'd be hard to stop Miles Sanders a lot. So Josh Jacobs, uh, you, you know, the negative game script did didn't bowl well for him, as you know, you predicted. Uh, I think you know the Raiders. See, I think the Raiders are a better team than we, people expected, so they should be in a little more competitive game. So, I think he'd be more of a, like a high in RB two uh, boomer boomer bust a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think you know Josh Jacobs is going to have these games. Yeah, uh, you know, just the. I mean, I think the Raiders are probably going to finish what eight and eight, nine and seven. Yeah, probably uh, somewhere somewhere around there, right? Maybe seven and nine, but. They're going to finish somewhere in that neighborhood. So, you know, half the games, they'll be in, in good game script. The other half of the games, they'll be in negative game script. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's just going to be where we're at with, with Josh Jacobs. Uh, and then in terms of Miles Sanders, yeah, I mean, this was his first game. I mean, obviously he missed week one. Uh, this is his first game where he didn't get 20 touches. Uh, the part that was concerning for me uh, was that, you know, Carson Wentz is now a glorified fullback in this offense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean, that's disrespectful to Carson Wentz. He actually looked pretty good running out there. Uh, it was effective. But he's getting seven carries, especially and some down by the goal line now. And so Miles Sanders is missing out on these carries. I guess my problem is, why is he only getting two receptions in a game or in a in a you know, in a world where they don't have receivers. Yeah, they don't have receivers. Their their quarterback is injury prone. I don't know why they run him seven times. I mean, he needs to stop with his <laughs> hero ball to begin with. Uh, so I don't I don't see why. Yeah, Miles Sanders should be getting the ball on the ground. All the, yeah, they have no receivers. Give Miles Sanders the ball. Yeah, man. Um, and then the last jag I had on here. <coughs> excuse me. Last jag I had on here. Uh, Joshua Kelly. Uh, obviously, we talked about it. Um, you know, nine carries, I think he single digit yards, eight yards, a fu- another fumble. Uh, like we said, uh, Justin Jackson is back. So, um, you know, obviously Austin Eckler injured, like, well, you know, we'll obviously get to, but, uh, you know, maybe I buy low on Joshua Kelly. I like, yeah, I think about a little more. Yeah, a little, little too far with the Joshua Kelvin, Kenyon Drake, but still, like, yeah, another fumble does doesn't bowl well for him though. I don't know, cause they he got reprimanded last time he fumbled. If Justin Jackson's healthy, still a guy that they like, so it might be maybe a two man workhorse again for both for both these guys. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a two man backfield no matter what. Yep. Uh, I just. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Justin Jackson is a guy I think I'm sure we'll talk about uh, in the in the waiver segment. But moving on to the wide receiver position, man. And Ooh. come, yo, your guy, man, your start of the week. You, you is he a ride or die at the receiver position? Nah, wait, nah, it was Adam Thielen. It was Adam, it was Adam, it was Adam Thielen. Thielen. Yeah, well, I mean, this guy, it was honorable mention. It was, though, for sure. it, it was honorable <laughs> mention for sure. Odell Beckham Jr. OBJ yes, has man has more touchdowns than the New York Giants themselves. Thirty five point nine fantasy points in a half point PPR. Five catches, eighty one yards, two touchdown receptions, seventy three rushing yards, 
and a rushing touchdown on a 50-yard game-closing beauty. Oh, man. Greg, what did you make of your home run call right here? Odell Beckham, start of the week. What'd yeah, you man, think of it, Greg? The, the Cowboys have no defense. The Odell's, you know, can be the best player on the field whenever he wants to be. This was awesome to see. Put this man in more end rounds. You know, no Nick Chubb. Hopefully they give him more rushing attempts because this man, is he makes magic with the ball. If, in space, uh, yards have to catch. It doesn't matter. Uh, the, the throw from the catch from Jarvis Landry was beautiful. Uh, yeah, this is an awesome game and display by just a, a great football player. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. This might be... A nice little thing, you know. You you can sell the the house for this man right now, probably. Uh, so uh, I I wouldn't be um wouldn't mind just you know keeping that ear open a little bit for for selling high on Odell. Yeah, man. I think I think if he, if he had one, if he who do they play next week? Uh, they have a oh they play I'm Indianapolis. Hmm. Sure. So if he has if he has a good game against Indy, because some people might be scared of yeah. the Indy matchup. If he has a good game out there against Indy. Uh, you could definitely sell high for sure. Uh, but Odell Beckham, uh, this is a great call by you, Greg. Start of the week. We knew this game had shootout potential. Um, I guess we should have known that it would it would reach the magnitude that it did. Uh, 49-38 was the <laughs> final score. It is absolutely absurd what Crazy. is happening in football these days. Uh, <laughs> but it's only natural that in a game that had so many points that the wide receiver two would come from this game. And it is a guy that I am almost infamous for at this point for, for not liking him. I call him my bus. (laughs) I, I talk bad about him, but I got to give credit where credit is due before this game came, before we even got to this game, I said, Hey, look, man, the man has been consistent 13 points through three weeks and half point PPR scoring. And that's, this is right. I'm talking about Amari Cooper. But I also said before this game, I said, hey, the boom game might be coming. It should be coming this week. And here we get it. Amari Cooper, 27.4 points and a half point PPR. 12 catches on 16 targets, Greg. 134 catches, one touchdown, and a two-point conversion. What would you make of Amari Cooper here, man? Yeah, he's getting almost 12-plus a game targets-wise uh, in I mean, with Dak's success comes Amari Cooper's success. So uh, as long as Dak is going to be a QB1 locked in in fantasy, Amari Cooper should be a wide receiver one in fantasy because you know he's going to be the most targeted receiver on this this five-headed monster. It seemed like four-headed monster. So this is awesome to see. Yeah, man, this is definitely, you know, basically just anybody in a Dallas Cowboys uniform that's eligible to start in fantasy, you just start them. Yeah, man, it's the greatest show on turf right now looking like. <laughs> um the wide receiver three on the week and this one this one was bittersweet because i was i was talking bad about the man obviously we talked about dj shark we're talking about dj shark i was talking bad about the man and then he goes out and was like john stop talking stop talking bad about me i thought we mm-hmm. had a thing and I, i'm, I'm sorry i apologize dj so tw- the wide receiver three on the week 25 and a half fantasy points and a half point ppr eight catches on nine targets Good job, Gardner. 95 receiving yards, two touchdowns. Greg, you said that maybe the Jags realized that they needed DJ Shark really bad and they yeah, wanted to get him the him ball. And they, they heard you, bro. They heard you. So what did you make of, of DJ's performance here, man? Yeah, man, they, they got to get someone down the field to stretch the ball. And he's clearly the best receiver on their team, best catch, pass catcher on the team, arguably the best player on the team. So, yeah, you got to have him in space 
and uh, doing what he has to do, getting downfield. Um, yeah, this is dope from DJ Shark. Hopefully, we continue to see this from uh, you know a waiver wire legend last year. Oh yeah, man, DJ Shark. He is the the proud son of Fantasy Football Diagnostics. Uh, we adopted him, uh, and you know, like I said, man, to get a D, to get DJ Shark and Terry McLaurin going off on the same week. You know, life is life is good over here, man. Super good. But life is good. <laughs> life is good when this next guy goes off, man. The wide receiver four in the week, CD Lamb, or should we just call him TD Lamb? My man got two this <laughs> week. His first his first touchdown as the Dallas Cowboys wide receiver, uh, or as an NFL wide receiver for that matter. And wide receiver five on the week, Adam Thielen. Wide receiver six, Mike Evans on one leg. One leg. Wide goal. receiver set. <laughs> <laughs> Put the team on my back, though. The wide receiver, the wide receiver seven on the week. Tim Patrick, yes, that's right. I said Tim Patrick. Uh, the wide receiver eight, Will Fuller. The wide receiver nine, Allen Robinson. The wide receiver ten, Traquan Smith. The wide receiver eleven, David Moore. And the wide receiver twelve, Terry Scary McLaurin. Terry. Let's go. Scary Terry. Greg, what positive performances stuck out to you? Uh, this week, I will throw some in, actually, myself. Scotty Tuhati is back. Ooh. Scotty Miller. Uh, Devontae Parker going off 10 for 110. That is crazy. That is big time. Uh, Justin Jefferson back-to-back 100-yard games. Mm. Get Seattle next week. And then Cooper Cup. My man is on fire right yes, now. Sir. I mean, I think, I think we're a Cooper Cup season of the Rams offense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. Definitely, uh, Cooper Cup. You know, we we called that the matchup was good for him in this one. Uh, yeah, and that this was more of a, a Cooper Cup game in Robert Woods. I think he, you know, he's gonna get the more favorable matchups in that slot. So uh, it might be Cooper Cup season. Yeah, man. I mean, Cooper. I mean, I think you know if we always look at the Rams, if we look at them in segments of the year, right? Like there will be a point in time where you know uh, Cooper Cup is like dominating the targets. But then we'll look by the end of the year, and it's like, oh, Robert Woods led the team in targets. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> you know? crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy how it happens, but it, I feel like it happens half. all the. It's always that second half. So we had a you know a first you know a uh, uh, you know two game push by Robert Woods or a three game push you could say by Robert Woods, um, and now Cooper Cup, if you look, is is leading the team in target in target share through uh, the first four weeks, and I'm expecting it to shift a little bit at some point. But, uh, you know, maybe this opens up a little buy low window for Robert Woods. True. True. Absolutely. Um, all right, man. Let's get to the, let's get to the Jags at the position, man. The just the guys. Uh, and this guy, man, this one hurts. This one hurts probably uh, more, if not as if not more, if not as much as the Kenyon Drake one. And that is DJ Moore, man. Four for 49. Yeah, man. Did not help anybody this week. Uh, and teammate Robbie Anderson continuing to to <laughs> kill it. Um, Eleven targets in Week Four to DJ Moore's six targets. So, uh, where are we at with Mister uh, DJ Moore? Ah, uh, this one is super tough because you know this guy we thought you know was a, just a great safe floor is getting outplayed from you know yeah Robbie Anderson. As far as his usage, uh, 
and I, I, you know, I, we don't know. This is first year with Teddy. I can't tell you if Teddy's going to, like, come back to him as far as target share. Um, we, we don't really know. He, Teddy's just going to throw it to the open man. It seems to be Robbie Anderson a lot of the time now. Because um, you talk about, you know, the, the short and inter- intermediate field, the roles have reversed, and uh, Teddy likes to do that. He's he's not a, a deep ball thrower. Um, so this, this is kind of a, in trouble for him. Um, I think he's more of a flex to me at this point. Uh, but I think he still has some wide receiver two upside. Yeah, man. I mean, it is it is definitely tough. He's only had one game over over double digit targets. Meanwhile, Robbie Anderson has had two to this point. He only trails uh, he only trails Robbie Anderson by three targets on the year. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, they're a little bit closer than you know than some would. Uh, you know, then, then I guess the number, the raw numbers would seem, but yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I really, I'm really at a loss for words. This was I'm, a guy. He was my, he was my wide receiver eight coming into the year mm-hmm. uh, in half point P- PPR scoring. I was very high on him, and you know what his fit could have been in in this offense. But you know, like like we said, he's being utilized as a deep threat. Robbie Anderson being utilized in the, in the short to intermediate area of the field, being asked to make yards after the catch which has been dj moore's thing so yep um yeah you know hopefully it flips at some point honestly like i don't know if this is because i just don't know any better or i can't help myself you buy low but <laughs> i'm buying i'm buying i, I think i'm I, with I, you on dj Moore. i'm i'm the only receivers i'm really done with are ty i'm done with him i mean i never really started to be like on with him but yeah, and then uh, you know AJ Green, of course, but Ty is really disappointed this year. Oh, so two guys that you were never on to begin with. Great, <laughs> perfect for you, Greg. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> because uh, I had the DJ rest of the community seemed to be high. Uh, not not us on Ty, but definitely AJ Green had a lot of buzz coming into this year. No, definitely. Uh, I mean, AJ Green had a ton of buzz. He he was a guy, you know, for all that buzz, got you one catch for three yards. I mean, look, look, man. Like we said. Uh, the beginning, you know, during our tips, you got to be you got to be adaptable. You got to be willing to change your opinion uh, and react to new information. And the information that I have received is that uh, AJ Green is not playing like the number one uh, receiver on his team, and so therefore, uh, I have to I have to you know act as act accordingly and and yeah. not have any AJ Green in my starting lineups. RTY. not have any. Or Ty for that matter, either. Um, but Ty is a hold for me. I mean, where AJ Green is a snip snip for me, uh, Ty is, he he'd be a hold for me. You know, just because again, you know, I think if if you look yeah, at I wanna, the, yeah, I want to snip snip him, but yeah, this you, is, you can't. Yeah, you're not snip snipping him, and you, you're not buying low. And I mean, you could obviously buy him, but he would be worth nothing, and so I'm, therefore I would not sell him uh, because he really would be probably at this point you wouldn't be able to get anything for him no but you look at like we talked about earlier with jonathan taylor like look at this colts team and what they have to do in terms of or you know in terms of what they don't have to do which is try on offense try to <laughs> score points because their defense is just shutting opponents down uh suffocating opposing offenses as to where they don't need to try to score points right like when we saw T.Y. Hilton in negative game script in week one, I mean, it, it looked good. It looked it looked decent. But, you know, I mean, 
Uh, granted, he the output wasn't there in terms of the fantasy numbers, but the targets and things were there. So, um, yeah, I think T.Y. is, T-Y is a hold. Um, and then Tyler Lockett, uh, obviously, you know, you can't, you can't score three touchdowns every week, but two for 39, definitely not what, uh, yeah, managers were looking for. I know, I know, but that's, I don't think I'm worried just because of the offense he's attached to and there'll be a lot of, a lot of boom games for him. Yeah. And that's, and that's the price you're going to pay with, you know, I mean, Tyler Lockett was consistent through the first three weeks. Uh, last week was the boom week. Uh, but through the like, you know, he had been consistent, especially if you were playing full point PPR. But um, you know, this is the price you pay, and, and I'm willing to pay it. You know, yep. if, if I get one of the, if I get one of these weeks, but I get a three touchdown week or a two touchdown week every now and then, or a, a nine or a ten catch game, like I'll live with it. So it is what it is. Um, all right, moving on to the tight end position, man. Tight end one on the week, George Kittle. 15 catches on 15 targets, 183 yards, one touchdown. That was good for 32.6 and a half point PPR scoring. Greg, what did you make of George Kittle and his performance in this one, man? Yeah, this man is back. He slides in, has the number one receiver as the best player on this team uh, right now on this roster. Yeah, George Kittle is, is amazing. Um, I'm all for all those guys that hung on in there. It's good. kudos to you. Uh, this is dope, and yeah, this is going to continue to you know carry your team. Uh, I'm glad he's back. Yeah, man, gotta love, gotta love that uh, George Kittle. Good to see him back. Like I said, man, it's good to see him play football again. That was great. Uh, what is more than great is your tight end start of the week. Ooh. Mark Andrews coming through 19.2 fantasy points, half point PPR scoring, three catches, 57 yards, and just how Mark Andrews likes to do it, two touchdowns. Yes, sir. Greg, what what is it? What uh, you know? What do you think of Mark Andrews' performance in your uh, your your second call of the week, man? Your start of the week, Mark Andrews. Yeah, Mark Andrews, the first first touchdown from Lamar was actually a beauty, uh, you know, on a pass and, and a play. It seems like, you know, Lamar, when it get, comes to the red zone, that man has the, the, the target in for him, uh, in for Mark Andrews. Like, he has the eye for him. Uh, so this is dope. Uh, his touchdown upside is amazing. Um, got the three receptions and two of them were touchdowns. That just shows how efficient, you know, Mark Andrews is. Uh, and, yeah, he should continue to, you know, thrive. Uh, this is one of his longest uh, receptions day, and you see what he could do. So um, I w- I'm not surprised, and this is what Mark Andrews does. Yeah, man, Mark Andrews absolutely balling, especially in the red zone uh, like we're used to him doing, man. So gotta got to love that. Uh, and then the tight end three on the week, man. I, I mean, he's your stream of the week, but I wanted him to be my start of the week. So, like, yeah. I'm just going to – can we, like, share this one? Yeah, but that's a share. That's Dalton, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dalton Schultz, 15.2 fantasy points and a half point PPR, four catches, 72 yards, and a touchdown here, Greg. What do we make of uh, uh, Blake Jarwin? I mean, sorry, Dalton Schultz's performance <laughs> in this one. I know, man. This is supposed to be Blake. Oh, man. But, yeah, eight, <laughs> another eight targets. Uh, dope by him. He's just a target monster at this, uh, at you know, the tight end position. I mean, with Dak on, you know, 50, almost 60 times a game, this is uh, what you're going to get. It's spread it out to all his targets, all his guys. He's able to got, you know, wide receiver one, two wide receiver ones, a tight end one, all on the offense. Like, and, and our running back one probably, and all on offense. So, this Cowboys offense is, you know, going to provide for, for anyone and everyone. Oh, yeah, man. It's definitely providing, and Dalton Schultz absolutely 
yeah, coming through this week. Had the cake matchup, and you just got you just gotta love it this week, man. Yeah. Dalton Schultz came through. If you picked him up, man, after week after week one, week two, I don't know why he was even still available last week, but if you were able to to scoop him up, kudos to you. Um, next guy who we're probably not scooping up, uh, OJ Howard comes in at the tight end four. Um, tore his Achilles in this game, so that sucks. But um, tight end five, Austin Hooper. Remember him, Greg? Oh, um, yeah. Tight end six, Darren Waller. The tight end seven, TJ Hawkinson. The tight end eight, Jason Witten. The tight end nine, Donald Parham Jr. Uh, the tight end 10, Mo Ali Cox. The tight end 11, Ian Thomas. And the tight end 12, Cameron Bray. Wow, two Tampa Bay tight ends in the top 12 and not one named Gronk. And then I only have one... Honorable mention at the tight end position, uh, Jordan Thomas, congrats. You caught a touchdown pass this week, which means that you were relevant at the tight end position this week uh, because basically, Greg, tight ends 1 to 13 with the exception of Darren Waller <laughs> all caught a touchdown pass. Crazy, man. Uh, the tight end t- position or the, the touchdown position, is that what you mean? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> the touchdown tight end. I don't even know what it is anymore these days, but uh, – Basically, Zach Ertz, Mike Gusecki, Tyler Higby, and, and Robert Gronkowski did not catch touchdowns this week, which makes them all jags at the tight end position, along with every other tight end that didn't catch a touchdown this hey week. Hey, man, I, yeah, I, I snip stimped Gronk a week ago. I, I was off. It's, it's, it's not happening, man. It's not, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, all man, the injuries, um, even now, man, I still don't think it's happening. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Of all these guys... Um, and I feel like I, I probably know your answer. Um, which of these guys are you the most concerned with? I mean, let's just, how about this? Rank them by level of concern. Uh, one, the the top guy on the list being the one you're most concerned about. The, uh, the third guy on the list being the one you're least concerned about. Um, Zach Ertz, Mike Gusecki, Tyler Higby. Um... I think I'm most concerned about Tyler Higby. Um and then probably Mike Gusecki and Zach Ertz are like a tie. It's like, you know, two A, two B kinda. Cause I do like I think I st- I'm still not as worried about Zach Ertz because, you know, again, he's you know one of the only pass catchers on the team. He should still continue to get heavily targeted. Uh and Mike Gusecki uh this you know the the bus games will come i mean he is a tight end but i think you know more of the boom games will 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 come eventually as well but definitely most concerned about tyler higby yeah i think i would probably agree with you on that one except i would i would rank it tyler higby mike gusecki zach Ertz. oh yeah he was a brusity here so i would you definitely still be concerned (laughs) yeah and then mike gusecki is my breakout so i guess that's a little bit uh, you know, I guess I'm a little bit biased here between these guys, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no Higby. I, like I like I said before, we broke down that game. I wasn't really in on Higby this coming into this year, uh, and then you look at even you know Everett's usage compared to Higby's. Uh, you know, it's a little bit concerning, and then you know obviously they're running a lot of Higby's production came from when. The Rams were in 12 personnel. They're running a lot of 11 right now. Cooper Cup is thriving. Uh, and like I said, you can't be in on Cooper Cup and in on Tyler Higby. Uh, and so right now, Cooper Cup is thriving, which means Tyler Higby's not. So 
Um, and then Mike Gusecki. I think Gusecki is just... Okay, so let me just say why I'm concerned about Zach Ertz. I'm concerned about Zach Ertz because uh, he went through this last year where teams at one point or another realized Zach Ertz is the only target on this team, right? And so they started doubling him a lot. Uh, and so with no Deshaun Jackson healthy, no um, you know, J- no Jalen Rager right now, no Dallas Goddard uh, to make teams pay, uh, Zach Ertz is going to face a ton of extra attention. And, you know, we saw yesterday him not able to get it done, even though, you know, there's there's no other weapons around him. So, uh, and then that same point, that's why I'm not as worried about Mike Kosecki. Uh, I think this is just, this is the way things are going to be with Kosecki sometimes because of the amount of weapons that are in that offense. Uh, you know, Devontae Parker, Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Ford, Preston Williams, uh, you know, even Miles Gaskin out the backfield. There are there, the, the, the Dolphins are going to play the matchup games. It seems like every week, you know, who like they don't they don't necessarily have to force the ball to any particular receiver with the exception of maybe Devontae Parker. So, uh, yeah, that's hmm. that's where I guess my concern is. Yeah. But uh, moving on to injuries, man, and there were there were a few, uh, some some more significant than others. But Nick Chubb, Browns running back, uh, placed on IR today with an MCL sprain. He'll be out uh, six weeks, it seems. Uh, with that MCL sprain, uh, the Browns were a they were they felt that it wasn't too serious, and, and so. Too serious being season-ending, uh, catastrophic. So, uh, Greg, what is your reaction to this? Uh, what do we make of Mr. Kareem Hunt uh, going forward for the foreseeable future? Oh, yeah, Kareem Hunt is yeah got to be one of those top five, six guys at the, the running back position, I think, going forward in a run-first offense. Um, and he also has, you know, just the pass-catching vo- – uh, volume two as well so he's going to be so game scrimmage independent uh he yeah he should get close to you know 25 touches a game um ppr machine right now so yeah i'm, I'm all about cream hunt definitely before with his adp being so low and now is yeah his his value is going to return it's going to be amazing yeah i mean uh cream hunt is definitely de- definitely going to be in line for some, some uptick in volume and the touchdowns too as well i think you know, Kareem Hunt and um, Kareem Hunt and, and Nick Chubb were splitting that goal line work, but now I think it'll all be Hunt uh, getting the goal line work. It does seem like, you know, the you know Dearness Johnson did get a lot of usage in that game. It does seem like the Browns are intent on being a two. They may be intent on being a two man backfield, but you'd have to imagine that the talent gap between Hunt and Dearness Johnson should mean more touches in in Hunt's favor so um definitely something to uh you know if you if you have Kareem Hunt you know if you were listening to Greg and you you were drafting him in the well not just Greg but both of us if you were drafting him in the fifth round um fifth sixth round then then you you you, you hit on you hit on the lottery here this was the upside that was baked into his price so mm-hmm. uh the next guy on the list these injuries happened probably within minutes of one another um Austin Eckler was placed on IR with a serious hamstring injury. 
Um, it the the injury looked pretty bad, um, but in terms of the the prognosis, we don't really have a firm timeline on how long exactly he'll be out. But just expect him to miss an extended period of time. So, Greg, where are you at here with uh, Austin Eckler and and this? I guess we'll we'll talk about the backfield in a minute. But uh, where where are you at? Yeah, this is also tough for Eckler. Um, just you know, come off his best week of the year uh, with Herbert. Um, you know, he, he was about to you know dominate. I think and be uh, a top ten running back in fantasy. Um, another several weeks injury. I think kind of. Got to keep it a chub, hold him down in the IR spot. Uh, and, yeah, hopefully you got some RB depth uh, behind that. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, it, it, su- it definitely sucks for us because we had both Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler in one of our leagues. So, Yeah, definitely not good for us there. Um, and then Noah Fant, who got injured in the Thursday night game, he looks seems like he will be uh, – he will be out week for week, week five yeah. against the Patriots, uh, and we'll be week to week after that. So, um, where are you at? Where are we at the, with that, Greg? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, that that one's tough too. Um, luckily, it's not. I think not a too long of an injury. So, I think uh, I'm trying to buy Mel Fant if you can from the 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 manager that maybe you know uh, frustrated or you need some help. Uh, that is has a backup tight end or something like that. Go 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 pick him up because you know he's a breakout tight end that's you know was doing what he was doing tight end three entering the week. So uh, this guy you know when he comes back should continue to thrive. Yeah, and then uh, other injuries to note: uh, Mike Evans did have the high ankle sprain, like we referenced before. Seemed to be playing almost on one leg there. Uh, so he'll be week to week with that high ankle sprain. I mean, they do have a game here coming up on Thursday night against the Chicago Bears. Uh, so is that something that we're concerned about here, Greg? Oh, yeah, definitely with the short week. Um, you have to be uh, depending, you know, with the, the swelling on what he's dealing with. Um, but he's a tough guy, obviously. He played through this entire game without it. He knows that he is going to be depended on with Chris Godwin pretty, pretty much banged up all year. Uh, he's, he's definitely gonna give it a try. Um, definitely have someone, you, you know, guys ready, uh, in his place. Maybe <laughs> a last minute Darnell Mooney uh, pivot if, uh, if it doesn't work out for you. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, if, like you said, if Mike Evans is playing, I'm playing him. Uh, yeah. but you gotta have something ready. I mean, luckily it's the Thursday night game, so you're, you could adjust, you know, on the fly pretty pretty uh pretty easily here and the yeah. rob gronk rob gronkowski sorry uh, oj howard like we said before the achilles injury so um hey are you interested in in gronk no man I mean, you wanted to say gronk because it's his fantasy impact got injured that's why you know he, though i don't <laughs> i'm not doing it um the sniff sniff no? was last week i'm still not doing it no no can't cameron break then no, I'm not trusting a Bucks tight end in a, with Bruce Arians as head coach. I'm not doing it anymore. Even after the week where two of them end up in the top 12, Greg? <laughs> Can you predict that? I can't, I can't no, do that. No, nah. I cannot predict that. <laughs> <laughs> not with it. Oh, not and with then it. Uh, Josh Allen, he, you know, suffered a, uh, he suffered a shoulder injury to his non-throwing shoulder. Uh, so, you know, something to watch doesn't seem like it'll be an issue, but just something to note there. Uh, Sam Darnold, not sure that this really matters at all, but, uh, dealing with a sh- 
throwing shoulder, throwing injury to or I mean for those Crowder for those shoulder. Crowder managers it matters. Yeah, the Crowder <laughs> managers. I mean Joe because Joe Flacco can't there can't go in there and throw five yard routes to Jameson Crowder. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. We we covered the injuries. Let's move on to the waivers, man. Who are the top running backs we're adding this week or we're looking to add, man? Uh, so. Let's start with the the injury ones. Um, the Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson, um, both those guys. Uh, we said it probably be a two man backfield uh, with the Austin Eckler injury. So if you're the Austin Eckler own uh, manager, um, probably want to try to look to get maybe one of those guys. Um, and, and maybe it might be tough to get both. I mean, the roster space would be tough, uh, and it also be tough to figure out who you want to start of the two. Uh, week to week, um, I think I would still lean towards Joshua Kelly first. Um, but if he fumbles the ball one more time, it's, it's over for him, honestly, because uh, it seems like you know he has a very short lease. He is a rookie. Uh, Justin Jackson is, is is proven as a, a good safety net running back. So um, definitely go try to get those guys for injury. And the other one because of injury, Dearness Johnson uh, as well out there. Um, you know, if you're the Chubb man, uh, manager, uh, if you need some help and you don't have uh, Kareem Hunt. Maybe get some depth there. Getting Dearness Johnson. Some buys are coming up soon, so he might be a guy you have to slide in as a flexor for RB RB three, RB four potential. Um, other than that, as far as you know, normal running backs. No, not because of injury. Malcolm Brown is back. Thirty seven percent rostered. He had the nine carries and the six targets. Uh, with all these injuries and stuff, you know, it, there's no reason Malcolm Brown should be on the waiver wire. You you got to add him. Uh, you know, to to add to to, to running back depth and potentially give you, uh, you know, RB3, RB2 uh, performance. So uh, you got to have him there, uh, especially if they get a touchdown uh, in the red zone. Uh, Travis Homer, I think he should be a guy that you looked at, um, with, especially with the Carlos High injury. And also Chris Carson was banged up throughout the game. He was able to finish, though, uh, which was good news for him. But Travis Homer, I think, is a guy that, you know, you can add and just keep adding to his running back that move. Malcolm Brown, Travis Homer, and uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, with Shady, especially being out with the grade two ankle sprain, he's he's now week to week. Um, Keyshawn Vaughn will definitely be a guy that's going to be used in pass catcher situations. Rojo did have the three drops. Keyshawn Vaughn did catch a touchdown as well. So uh, he he's a guy that you know you can add for running back depth, uh, especially in deeper leagues and just uh, well, for pass catcher situations uh, for these injuries that's suffering. It was it was a rough week for running backs. Um, there's not a lot out there, so you scoop them up when you can, for sure. Uh, and if you have space on your bench, um, Damian Harris just did get off the the waiver, the uh, IR. Um, he's probably you know on the waiver as far as now, but we'll see what happens with this performance tonight. But if you can go grab him, uh, go add him as the, for the running backs. And lastly, those popular safety net running backs, they should be owning 100% of leagues because you know they'll RB one. These guys are RB1 type material, and also the guys in front of them, uh, with all the injuries you saw Chubb and Eckler go down, who want to be surprised uh, if guys, you know, Kenyon Drake, you know, he got banged up. So go get Chase Edmonds if you're the Kenyon Drake owner. Go get Alexander Madison if you're the Dalvin Cook owner, and go get Tony Pollard if you're the Zeke owner because uh, these guys are RB1 material waiting to happen, uh, barring an injury. Yeah, man. I mean, um, so... I'm, yeah. Where are you at with Justin? I mean, I guess I if I'm with if I'm the Josh Kelly manager, you have to get you kind of have to get Justin Jackson. Yeah, just yeah. If you're the, that you get yeah. that backfield. Yeah. But are you if you don't have Joshua Kelly, 
I mean, I guess for me personally, if I don't have Joshua Kelly, I don't know how much of Fab I'm looking to spend on Justin Jackson. Maybe. Yeah, I still I've been mean to, to Joshua Kelly more. Yeah, uh, probably probably five to ten percent. Yeah, if I, if you don't have one of them, um, I would probably go get try to get Joshua Kelly more. He's probably on yeah. uh, rostered in a lot more leagues though. Um, That's what I think too. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking like just in most of the leagues I'm in, Joshua Kelly's not available, but right. Justin Jackson most definitely is. Right. So I'm just talking it out like how much are we trying to get Justin Jackson for? Um, or you know how how high should we prioritize him? Uh, for the injuries, uh, that's probably for that part. If you're, it's more for the uh, I guess specifically for the the Chubb and Eckler owners. Uh, if you guys, if you you know if you don't have one of those people that need uh, injuries and just looking for running back depth, I think the top guy probably be uh like a, a Malcolm Brown or a um Keyshawn mm-hmm. Vaughn, honestly. Yeah, Keyshawn Vaughn is definitely very interesting. Uh, Third-round pick of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, has the pass-catching profile. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't in love with the prospect. I know a lot of people are. Um, but, you know, he's somebody that clearly uh, earned Brady's trust enough to score that, that touchdown there. And then, you know, he's somebody that the, the Bucks think highly enough of to spend a third-round pick on. So... Uh, definitely somebody I think is worth an ad, especially in PPR leagues. Uh, and then Dearness Johnson, he's just an intriguing ad to me because he, you know, had 13 carries in the game. Obviously, they were up uh, for most of it. Uh, and, you know, but the thing is, is that Kareem Hunt is banged up, uh, has the groin injury that he was dealing with all week. So, um, you know, he is... You know, don't not wishing injury upon Kareem Hunt, but he's like one thing away from happening for, to Kareem Hunt, from him potentially, you know, having uh, a significant role in this backfield as well. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely. somebody that I, I would look to just, you know, he he wouldn't cost, he shouldn't cost you much at all. No, like maybe a no. dollar. $0, speculative ad. Yep. Speculative ad. I mean, he won't. He he won't even. He's not even somebody I think you can play next week either because they play the Colts. So. Um, but you know, somewhere, some, something like after that, maybe in favorable matchups where you think the Browns are going to be large favorite, he makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Greg, what about the wide receiver position? Wide receivers, uh, for 12 team intrigue, it's gotta be Scotty Miller. Scotty too hottie is back, uh, five for seven targets, 83 yards, one touchdown, got the deep touchdown. Um, he's only rostered in 16% of leagues, probably dropped before that week two uh, stinker, but uh, he's back. Godwin, we know, has been banged up all year. Uh, Mike Evans seems to be playing on, you know, he, you know, playing on the one leg. Uh, he's going to be banged up. Uh, they got the Thursday night versus the Bears. Uh, he, he has, you know, every flex week potential uh, as more of these Bucks pass catchers get hurt, uh, including OJ Howard went down. So it's just more opportunity for him, especially uh, in the intermediate field and also deep downfield because he's a speedy guy. Uh, and, you know, Tom Brady seems to be finding the connection with him that, you know, you, you, that you thought. You were just a couple weeks late, man. It's all good. Good with Scotty Tuhati. Yeah, man. I I just wish that you had convinced me harder that week where you weren't <laughs> convinced because I was convinced. Now I'm on um, it. I'm on board now. Yeah, he was on the waiver wire pod last week. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're here. Okay, cool. So he's got the backing of the full fantasy football diagnostics conglomerate. Yes, so, sir. So 
<laughs> All right, man. So uh, who who else we got at the receiver uh, position? So we got Hunter Renfro. After that, he's forty two percent rostered. Uh, he got the five for eight for fifty seven yards. Uh, he also got a touchdown. Um, he's you no know, the only healthy pass catcher other than Darren Waller. Uh, he's I think he's you know could be a considerable flex. Um, he got got a lot of garbage time stuff towards the end. But uh, I think <clears throat> even he's that just shows he's game sip dependent. I mean, independent. Um, you know, they they'll look to him in the middle of the field. Darren Waller is going to you know eat up almost. <laughs> it seems like twenty targets, uh, close to that. I wouldn't be surprised if you ever got to that number. But Hunter Renfro is going to be secondary, but uh, he should eat up targets and also be able to get yards, uh, especially in PPR leagues. Uh, Tim Patrick after that. 2% rostered, uh, but he has 6 for 7 and 113 in the touchdown. Uh, if no offense labeled week to week, uh, I think that opens up opportunity for Tim Patrick. Uh, Jerry Judy definitely slides into the number one target, uh, but Tim Patrick has to come after that. Uh, so I think he's you know, a good deeper, good deeper league ad, and I think he has some 12-team uh, some intrigue as well uh, for people that need help at receiver. And also, Traquan Smith, um, his... His uh, success and I think his uh, his ad is definitely hand in hand with Michael Thomas and his injury. Uh, but he had four for four, got two touchdowns as well. That boom that we wanted to see, twenty seven percent rostered again. Uh, so if Mike Tom- Michael Thomas is out, I think he's a great ad. Uh, so keep an eye on Michael Thomas's injury. Um, and for the deep league intrigue, I think three guys definitely Golden Tate. Um, especially I'm just looking forward to the, the matchup next week against Dallas. Uh, if you're going to need receiver help, Isaiah Ford as well, your boy, 10 targets. That just speaks out to me as far as, you know, deeply got, I want someone that's going to get opportunity. And LaVisca Chenault is, uh, just keeps doing what he has to do. He, he keeps being involved in the offense. Uh, and you know, he's a good, hopefully he's, a, if I had him on a deeply T, I I still would stash him, keep him, keep him there. Um, and because he can be a guy that could be, uh, you know, added in, and played in, in some leagues. Yeah, man. Um, and what about the guys that last week that maybe, you know, like T. Higgins, Justin Jefferson, Greg Ward, are those guys, were those guys in terms of percentage? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, you know, pounding the drum on those guys. Yeah, we mentioned Brandon Ayuk last week. Uh, that was my number one waiver hour out of the pickup. Uh, he, he came through. He's twenty twenty eight percent rostered last week. I will have to check what he is right now, but uh, yeah, he's. I would think he's not still not close to fifty percent yet though. But so go get him for sure. Uh, Justin Jefferson, he for sure. Oh, so Brandon Ayuk is at fifty seven percent. So you know he he's still out there in leagues. I will go get him. Still go get Justin Jefferson and T Higgins. You're definitely right in saying you know you could drop AJ Green for T Higgins. I think that's the case for sure. Uh, him and Tyler Board are going to dominate targets, uh, so definitely look for Joe Barrow to you know continue to, to feed it to these people. And Greg Ward, um, he was you know the best pass catcher uh, as far as the Eagles last night, and you know with more opportunity, they need to give Miles Sanders the ball and they need to pass it to Greg Ward more. He got seven targets, but I would expect if with that bump in in, in the target number, he, it comes in a bump of production because he's he's very efficient with his numbers, especially in PPR league. Yeah, man, I definitely. I just want to make sure something is clear for the people. Uh, my number one waiver wire ad is Justin Jefferson. Yeah, your your number one waiver wire ad was Justin Jefferson. My Mine number was Brandon Ayuk. Honor- <laughs> <laughs> last week, last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last week. Um, uh, and then what about at the tight end position, Greg? Any, any? Uh, it's one guy. It's Mo, Mo right? Ali Cox, really. Um, Mo Ali oh, yeah. Cox is uh, you know, he's still definitely out there in leagues. 
Um, he got the the two targets, but he got the touchdown. Um, yeah, he he continues to be. He didn't he play as many Cleveland snaps next week against Cleveland. Good matchup. Jack Doyle did play more than him. He's only thirty two percent rostered, but if the output to Molly Cox has been happening the last couple weeks, uh, and if if you're in trouble at tight end, if you're the Noah Fant manager, uh, if you're the OJ Howard manager, I don't know how you had that, but still, you know, go get Molly Cox, um, someone that you can possibly get also jimmy graham i think is still out there i still believe in him as a person that is could be used in the red zone and to get touchdowns for you because hey man this, this week is either touchdown or not for tight end success so jimmy graham is a good guy to get molly cox as well uh and maybe so a safe floor drew samples back man he, you know he, he got he got the production that you know you, uh, you thought i could he i would get uh, he would i thought he would get last week but um you know he's it was involved this week which was a good sign um, and I think he probably last on my list after Molly Cox and Jimmy Graham. Oh yeah, man, I, I definitely like that. What about at the quarterback at the quarterback position? Which guys are we are we going to go add, man? Uh, quarterback for all season long, Justin Herbert. I think you got to add him. Um, I think you can start him. I think you can continue to play him. He's got Week Five versus New Orleans. Uh, he's only sixteen percent rostered. He threw for two ninety and three touchdowns. Got two deep touchdowns. He's a very fantasy-friendly quarterback, uh, and yeah, I think I can make the case for him to be an every-week starter because after New Orleans, he's got the Jets, then he's got Miami, then he's got Jacksonville. So this is a good uh, favorable schedule for him uh, going forward um, and add him and start him, especially if you're having some quarterback hurting right now. Um, after that, for Superflex uh, ideal, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, and as far as you know, the matchup next week, I think he might be uh, possible stream of the week because he's got Atlanta in Week Five. Joe Brady in this offense is clicking uh, again. Surprise two and two. He's only nineteen percent rostered, and he had a great day, a great QB two day, uh, great QB one day, and I think he's a QB two going forward with a very safe floor. Uh, and then the buy low candidate. This is you know, this is just for me personally, Daniel Jones. He's out there. This is the last oh, week. This I, is I, it. No, I, I back that. I, this I is it. That. Yep. They got Dallas this week. Dallas is non-existent of a defense. This is this is he's only thirty-four percent roster. Uh, yeah, I, I would go if you need a quarterback to stream this week. Um, Daniel Jones is, is is a good one, I think. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm backing that one hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Now, I mean, we gotta. I guess. You know, people have to go cut somebody to go add somebody, right? So, any potential snip snips out there? Anybody? Mm. We, uh... Well, uh, I mean, with these injuries, I mean, I know we're close to dropping Zach Moss just because with the injuries, and we don't have an IR spot, which is tough. Uh, other than that, um, hey man, I mean, you you know, I'm, I'm close to dropping. So I'm close to dropping Ty Hilton as well. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's just it's for me. It comes down to the targets with Ty and the opportunities that he'll be mm-hmm. the number one guy in that offense. I mean, he's a guy that I think you put on your bench. You could play him in a good matchup. You could play him in a game with a you know where you think the game might be a little bit competitive. Like we won, he had nine targets, and there was nobody, and and that team was you know littered with uh, uh, you know Michael Pittman Jr. and, and Paris Campbell and you know there were a lot of weapons to contend with, and he still got nine targets that day. So I think to for me he's a hold, but ultimately you all listen out there do do what what you know what you what you think is best for your team. But um, you know obviously you can't start him. <laughs> no, 
No. Mm-mm. So. Um, but like um, I mean, you know how you? I wouldn't be surprised. I I would go get T Higgins for and for T by Hilton like right now. I think. Uh, or yeah, I mean, I think you could do that because you know that yeah. there's going to be a high volume offense. Yeah, I just. Yeah. No, again, I mean, I'm not saying if you can trade Ty and get something good in return, then you do that. Um, True. But I don't think that you're gonna do that. I don't think you're gonna get. Yeah, you're not gonna get anyone think back. Yeah. Nobody's gonna want him. No. No. So I mean, you can cut him. I mean, you could cut him and just let him be somebody else's problem. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, you know, thinking about looking at the name, T.Y., if it was player A, I swear it would be it would be over for him, I swear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think that's, I mean, there's there's that. Then people are probably thinking about the draft capital that was spent on T.Y. Because um, you, you, you probably spent like a fourth or a fifth round pick on him or a mm-hmm. fifth or a sixth round pick. I don't know where T.Y. Hilton was drafted these days. I never drafted him. But Same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, let's look. He's got he's got a bye week coming up. Well, he's got – no, he's got Cleveland next week. That's a good matchup. He's got Cincinnati. That's another good matchup. True. Then he's got Detroit. Then he gets Baltimore. Where That's a game where you might get some competitive game script, but that's a bad matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you sell him after this week. Maybe. I mean, if I would at the moment he does anything, I would sell him. So, I think yeah, you got to be ready <laughs> yeah, to do I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm I just I guess I I guess I didn't realize how bad he's really been. No, yeah, he has not been good. He's Cuz in full point PPR, he hasn't even scored he hasn't even scored double digits yet. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, there's there's other guys that, you know, the 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 Jags out there on those waiver wires, you can go and start them over T Y, uh Hunter Renfro, the Greg Wars of the world, uh the Brandon Ayukes, all those guys. Yeah, man, I think maybe you just stick T Y on your bench and just Or you, you cut him. I mean I guess you snip snip him. I, I don't I need more time to think about I yeah, think I need yeah, more time to yeah. think yeah. about this one. <laughs> But Greg, I think I think you're I think you're pretty adamant with with where you're at. I think you're you're he's a snip snip for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um all right, anybody anybody else is a snip snip potentially? Um not really. Uh I think not a lot of people out there. I'm I'm still willing to hold and I'm still willing to be patient on on a couple people. Um, so yeah, Preston Williams too. I still want to be a little patient on him. Uh, I, I mean, for me, he's a snip snip, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, just same argument that we were, that you were making in terms of all the receivers that you could get. Right. There he's, he's clearly like the fourth or fifth option on this offense. I mean, yeah, he only had three targets was, wasn't a good sign. Yeah. He hasn't had a game where he's had more than five targets I think so um so yeah I don't I don't know if I can if he's somebody that I can I can particularly trust at this point in time but (laughs) 
but he had a seven target game in week one and five targets in week two. But mm. then uh, he's had five targets in each of the last two games, or five targets combined from each of the last two games. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, there's just, again, there's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense, and he doesn't play a role. Like, it seems like the slot is the more targeted position in this offense between Isaiah Ford and Mike Gusecki. I mean, they flip-flop each week, but... Right, right. Yeah, no, Outside I'll, of Devontae. I'll give it one. I'll give it one more week. He did have a, the juiciest matchup this week, too, so it didn't help. Yeah, no, he's got... He had a... Yeah, Seattle was a juicy matchup, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It wasn't... Um, I just felt like he was going to be the odd man out coming into this game. But, um, all right, man. Anybody else is a snip snip? Nah, I think we, we got to cover it. All right, man. All right, all right. Um, all right, y'all. Well, so thanks for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed both Monday Night Football games and this weekend slate of games. Uh, just p- make sure you're, you're back with us on, uh, well, for the Thursday night preview. Um, also make sure that you uh, are following us on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. Follow Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JR Football Nerd. And then also make sure you're reviewing, rate and reviewing the podcast, uh, giving us a five star review. That always helps, helps us a long way in terms of helping people find the show, helping us, uh, you know, get out there a little bit more. So if you could do that for us, that would be great. Uh, and then, you know, just uh, again, as always, thank you for listening and have a good one. And we are out. Yeah.